beer and alcohol on a wider basis go hand in hand with the pub. The pub offers up community, camaraderie, company. Whether you're out with a group or enjoying one's own presence with your favourite book, the pub has the power to elevate that particular experience. Beer, along with pubs and bars, are part of the nation's fabric. Much like our beloved music venues. Be it a gig in the back room of the pub, a theatre or somewhere much larger, these establishments are at risk of becoming somewhat of an endangered species. And just as that pint in the pub can be such a joyous occasion, so can the tradition of a beer while watching one of your favourite bands. It's just a shame that the quality and variety of the beer on offer is often found to be lacking at venues across the UK, so frequently tied to the multinationals of the world. It's this level of monotony that led Tom Bott and his cousin Sam McGregor to set out and make a difference. So they did. The story of Signature Brew started over a pint in the Strong Room Bar in Shoreditch, London, back in the summer of 2011. And the goal was simple, to bring decent beer to live music venues. Except they've not only improved the beer people can enjoy at concerts, they're hosting their own too. Hello, and welcome to the Brewer's Journal podcast. I'm Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewer's Journal. And I'm Rian Owen. While it's great to have them back open, it's safe to say the pub experience is pretty different to the carefree experience so readily available pre-lockdown. And rightfully so. Regardless, it should go without saying the incredible individuals working at bottle shops, pubs and bars through lockdown and beyond are some of the pandemic's unsung heroes. The sector that has been unsurprisingly slower to emerge from lockdown restrictions is the arena of live music. But where there's a will, there's a way. You just have to be willing to embrace the change that comes with it. A socially distanced concert is a term that has swiftly entered common parlance. These events, often seated and with a limited capacity, have been the perfect way to introduce the joy of live music back into the lives of the public so starved of such experiences. It's pretty handy then that some nine years after that all-important lunchtime pint, the team at Signature Brew boasts a fantastic new brewery in Walthamstow, London, that not only produces excellent beer, but can host a wealth of fantastic live acts too, even in these strange times. In this episode, we speak to Sam McGregor and Tom Bott, the founders of Signature Brew, about the growth of their brewery, how they've navigated the COVID-19 crisis, and how working with exciting artists remains such a key part of their mission to unite great beer and great music. When lockdown hit in March of this year, everyone reacted in their own different ways. Some panicked, some took a step back, some put a pause on trading altogether. Sam McGregor, one of the founders of Walthamstow's signature brew, thought it was no use sulking and feeling sorry for himself. If a good part of their trade had stopped overnight, then they had to do something about it. In doing so, he and the team would learn that often the simple ideas can be the best. Tom Bott called this way before everyone else. I was literally saying, everything will be fine. And he's like, maybe we should consider this stuff that we're hearing from China. And then obviously, uh, yeah, the, the rest was was and will be history. But we were, we were sat around in this room, um, myself, Tom, and Tom Head Brewer, uh, John, our head of, finance, head of marketing and uh, Aaron, who does all of our finance, um, kind of the senior marketing, the senior management team. I mean, 
Also, probably worth putting caveat in that. It's still weird for us to have a senior management team. That's a new thing for us. Um, but we, yeah, we're about a year into that too. And we were just sitting in here drinking one uh, Monday evening, sort of boo-hooing about what was going on and all the trade was, you know, stopped. And we kind of had this idea of pub in a box and we literally stayed in here till about midnight. Like I made it on the website and set it up ready to go and then we built one the next morning took a photo of it and our press uh, person put it out there and yeah it was it, it kind of took off and we were we were i mean i was literally i was so scared that i'd done the pricing correctly because i didn't think we'd sell that many <laughs> and yeah that i mean i wouldn't say it was like pivoting because we we did have an online shop present presence but it was very much geared around beer launches so we do a beer with idols, sports team, and our shop goes crazy for a few weeks and then it kind of dies off. We we didn't have that kind of strong, regular base of people who are coming to buy Case of Roadie, Case of Backstage, which thankfully now like now we've can, can, kept a lot of those people, carried them over to now. For Signature Brew, the success of the Pub in the Box project created a new connection between brewery and consumer while also showcasing just how flexible the team they employ really are. I think, it, yeah, it's it's super simple. It's really, at the time, I think it, a lot of people were hungry for a bit of positive news. And and we were kind of, you know, selling somebody an experience pub, a pub in a box when the pubs are all like shut. It's, it's a real easy thing to understand. And I think people were, were desperate to go to the pub. So if you can have that type of experience, um, you know, makes total sense. And I think, yeah, we were we were just lucky and uh, had the foresight to just crack on and do it as fast as we could. We 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 were sitting around, sort of scratching our heads, sulking a little bit, but we we put it together and put it out there very quickly, which I think was what gave us the uh, the edge a little yeah, bit. It's like a testament to the team here as well that it really hit home what an incredible bunch of people are here that they turned it around so quick. It didn't matter what role they did do up to the point in which lockdown hit they all dropped all of that and, and went into turning singlish brew into a an amazon warehouse that could facilitate an enormous amount of packing boxes and dispatching them on a daily basis and then it just got picked up constantly by media outlets who yeah like some said were looking for something alternative to the obvious to report just at the like the last two minutes of every hourly segment was us banging on about pub in a box. But it went crazy. And we were packaging cans on a daily basis. The um, the brewers kept busy. Um, and yeah, the whole thing just kind of went crazy for a good two months. We had, we had a few busy weeks and then something else would happen. And every time we thought we'd handled the rush, it would then reach another level. The wave of new business created by the pub in the box package was something resembling a positive baptism of fire for the new brewery. Moving in last May, the first brews at the new facility would take place that September, only six months before their business model would transform once more. The brewery's new facility was the culmination of year-on-year growth at their previous site in Leighton. A successful crowdfunding scheme followed, and it was time to invest in new equipment and move to a bigger site to house it. And so we end up in Blackhorse Road, which is a pretty nice location, close to the Victoria Line, with a site that um, we have sold the dream of that will uh, be our forever home. But I remember that thinking, thinking that in the last place. Uh, so <laughs> it may not be the case. From there, it was it was a process of 
raising the funds, um, which we did primarily through crowdfunding, um, and then kind of like kids in a sweet shop spending that on stainless steel things. And and that was something that Tom, our head brewer, and I kind of started putting the pieces together some time ago and, and having speculative conversations with suppliers from all over the world, some who are very nice, some who don't give you the time of day because they don't think you can afford it. Um, <laughs> and slowly, bit by bit, it all got put together. Um, I think one of the things we learned from the old place was over there in the, in that in that place we thought would be our forever home, we started off with one unit, then had a second, and then had a third. And it sort of grew organically as, as you had to make decisions on the flyers as we grew. And if you took a step back from that, it looked it looked ridiculous. You would never lay a brewery out in that way. And with this blank canvas, it was a really nice opportunity to go, right, we're going to actually build the flow from malt in all the way through to cans out and and drawing that line around the building and, and, and make sure it works now as a flow and, and long term was like, yeah, no, we're looking forward to working in this place. And it's been pretty fulfilling watching it come together. While co-founder Tom valued the opportunity to approach their new brewery with that blank canvas mentality, co-founder Sam says they never lost sight of the DIY attitude that's informed life at Signature Brew since day one. It was pretty diplomatic, but it was pretty ongoing because sometimes you're kind of weighing up like the nice-to-haves versus the the crucials. And we just found a nice balance. I mean, there was a couple of times where we we had to kind of, well, like this quite a few times actually where we just did things ourselves to save money so we've like built lots of different different beasts tom tom built the cold store for example however when it came to investing in their new facility the duo knew exactly what they wanted so it's a four vessel 32 heck ssv brew house um which is fully automated and is 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 touchwood working perfectly for us at the moment the guys of ssv have been really supportive they provided our new tank farm as well, and that's supported by a CFB uh, steam boiler. BSBS uh, supplied our malt handling system, which is silos and, and mill. Um, and we've got a, an Andrich centrifuge, um, some more kit from SSV in the form of a CIP set and hop cannon, and then some packaging gear from uh, ABE via Vigo uh, in our canning line. Uh, and core equipment supplied our kegger. Both Bot and McGregor are articulate and pensive. The passion for brewing and the business of brewing comes through at every turn. And that passion for beer is only matched by the collective love of live music. Two industries bonded by creative invention and making your mark on the world. And it's a mentality Bot would share with me back in 2018. He said... We were fed up that every time you'd go to a gig and wanted a beer, you'd have no other choice than a pint of monolithic lager. But it didn't take long for us to decide we wanted to test the water and try and change that situation. It was just a question of how. He would tell us back in 2018. So we decided, what better mouthpiece for the cause than the people on stage with the audience they command? We set about to try and use our connections to enlist bands that liked beer and agreed with us that there was an issue with choice and also agreed the fans deserved much better. While projects like Pub in a Box have been a hit for Signature Brew during lockdown, they've continued at pace with the ways they collaborate and work with the music industry. Well, I suppose we found the one band who were in their own bubble in 
in sports team who um, did they win the Mercury Prize? Are they nominated? I don't think it's been announced yet, but they're nominated. Nominated for Mercury. Yeah, so they're all living together. So they were able to come down to the brewery um, once those restrictions were lifted, and, and we did a collaboration with them, um, which was quite useful. Um, and, and that came out uh, what, a month ago. Yeah, the dreams has been going, going past so so much. Um, we also <laughs> what is time? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we announced um, the Skints, a band who who live locally and have been doing some shifts here to kind of make up for the revenue that they would have received personally from all the festival season. We've booked out, we've sold out two uh, shows here, which we we're able to do because of our relationships with them. We were able to support them by doing that, and uh, that was really good. I mean. In terms of the, the music venue side of things, like we, you know, we we have our own music venues, and we've just been trying to think of ways to do anything. So we did a week of gigs last week with like sit down, sort of seated, safe uh, gigs, and that was a, so far was a real success. And it's this love for the music scene, which has also helped inform their approach to the new brewery itself. It just kind of naturally happened, really, and. We've gone on a bit of a journey with, with the taproom venue and also now having done gigs here at the brewery. Um, yeah, well, I think just, sorry, going back to the designing a brewery, I think I'm one of the only people who designed a brewery who, who's had to make space for a stage. Um, I'm sure some some others have, but as we now grow capacity, we're taking some, some 200 hectares, which could go in the main room, but are actually going outside to keep that space available for gigs. And that was a bit of a conversation because before we had a single gig here which was the first one was in March at <laughs> the start of March and obviously we launched the place in November I'm just I was just thinking no just fill this fill this with tanks like that's what I care about getting the beer to as many people as possible now having seen the footfall we've had because of people discovering us during and it's summertime coming to the brewery sitting in there um during when the tap room uh, brewer's bar is open but also having done these done these gigs last week but then also the gig in, in March I was like okay yeah this is totally the right decision let's put as many tanks outside as we can it's like the true blend of what we've been banging on about for 10 years it's like you know it's it's made there the band is here you're drinking it next to them and it's just like the most pure hybrid of the two things we like genuinely love um, and I think a pretty damn cool place to watch a band as well. Collaborating with bands and artists plays an integral role in the Signature Brew calendar, but these beers complement a wealth of other releases created in-house, and the duo are excited about the new opportunities their new brewery affords them. Probably one of the most exciting things about the new site was we were so constrained by capacity in the old place, we dropped in seasonal seasonal beers or collaboration brews where where the capacity permitted, and it was half a dozen, maybe eight a year. Whereas now with the new uh, capacity and, and, and sort of permanently sort of ring fencing some of that capacity for seasonal beers, we're doing somewhere between 20 and 30 a year, of which around four, five, six will be collaborations. So the vast majority will be just signature beers and, and allowing our brewers to yeah continuously put new stuff out there and be creative with it. I mean, one, one thing we're playing around with at the moment is we've still got our core four which is uh studio lager roadie backstage ipa and nightliner but we've almost always got a new england and a sour available but giving tom 
and, and the brewers the sort of freedom to change them constantly. They're not specific recipes, they're just always going to be there. And, and we can also be creative with our new with our new branding, which which gives far more opportunity for, for creative design to put put more of what we're about out there, um, both with the liquid and, and the can. Um, and then added to that, we've brought in a new pilot kit here this year. So we've got an, an SS Brewtech 120 litre pilot kit, which allows for further creativity um, and, and, and perhaps pushing the boundaries beyond what you might do uh, when putting together a, a commercial batch. And while they've made their name, thanks to excellent pale ales, IPAs, lagers and sours, the brewery has just released a new smoked lager. And for Bottom McGregor, that's only the start. We've done a few lagers recently and, mm. and I'm very, like, you know, we drank a lot of different smoked lagers when we were developing the recipe for our latest collaboration uh, in the dark. I don't know if you've tried it, tried it yet, but do try it before you uh, head off. And uh, kind of, I've, I've always been fascinated by Schenkerle and, you know, really interested in, in that style. So genuinely shocked at how, how good our one was um, and wasn't just kind of a few smoked malts chucked into a, into a lager recipe. So yeah, that, that a lot of thought went into that and, and it paid off big time. Uh, but yeah, lagers, I mean, yeah, I'd agree with lagers. I mean, and I don't want to be like, what's the latest trend? 2021, lagers is the craft beer trend. But, I mean, I'm still, we we uh, we did a beer, I said we, Bobby, one of the brewers here, made a beer on the pilot kit, which was an uh, India Hell Saga. I love, mm. I love that, I love that style. Um, well, as, as I was explaining, as we did the tour, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the consideration for the new kit was how to make great lager, as, as we were, you know, really upscaling our studio lager production we were looking at it going yeah we need to make sure that we can we can nail this from the off and and, and get it right every single time and there's nowhere to hide when making good lager and it's some of that tom is is super passionate about um tom is our head brewer i'm just going to put that out there so people don't think i'm speaking in the third person um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's going to be confusing if you do want to speak about it, speak about yourself in the third person. i'll say tom bot <laughs> So yeah, the the reverse osmosis unit, the centrifuge, probably like key components, as well as the brew house itself, to making incredible lager, both consistently with that with studio, which which we're brewing an awful lot of. But also, the brew house gives him that creative freedom to really get into lager. So we've done a couple of decoction lagers with uh, in the form of our idols collaboration, which came out last year. And last year, just, just in December last year, yeah, and um, and we've done another one for Oktoberfest this year. High on the agenda for McGregor going forward is to ensure the beers are at the absolute best they can be each and every time. And that's and that's a part of part of the process is we we we're trying to get into those routines of doing the QC and all that sort of stuff that that we know that all the big breweries do religiously. So we want to make sure that everything we're doing is leveling everything up. Um, I don't think we'll ever, we're never going to be like the FOMO, get the latest thing, you know, brewery. Um, but we're bringing lots of people in to try lots of different stuff. So I know that there's a lot of people on Friday night, a lot of people. I mean, yeah, a, the, capacity, the correct capacity for the venue, amount of people. Um, you can't say packed. You can't say busy anymore. Rammed in the main room. Rammed. It wasn't rammed. It was not rammed. I mean, I wish it, I wish it had been rammed. <laughs> But we introduced a lot of new people to that style on a Friday who never have tried it before. And I think that's something that excites me more than 
someone who's had, you know, who's had a hundred New Englands and thinks they're an expert about it. And, you know, they don't even remember West Coast IPAs. They don't know what Goose Island IPA is. They don't know what Sierra Nevada is, but they do know what, you know, the latest Hazy Boy is. In seeing the initiated drinker take to these new styles, Bot is validated that the brewery is achieving its goal of making beers that can be enjoyed by people in all walks of life. And we've always tried to keep our core range with that sort of dual purpose of, of being like genuinely quality standalone craft beer that can stand against any other craft beer in the country and be judged against it, whilst also being pretty accessible to to music fans when, when going out into venues and festivals. I think one of the beautiful things about here is, you know, you've got uh, 20 odd lines downstairs and we can have We're the Weird and Wonderful and, and Boundary Pushing Beers come from the pilot kit, the, the niche beers we've done as a collaboration, but also Rodian Studio. So guests can try some beers, go a bit off piece, but circle back to safety if they need to. And with that in mind, Sam is cautiously optimistic about the road that lies ahead. I think the fact that we were able to do five gigs last week with some pretty uh, exciting names and other people in the, in, the, in the industry are doing things, getting back to it, I think that that's just a really positive sign in the right direction. So if everybody's building back that confidence and kind of making people feel good about being able to do that and reminding people how much they miss it, um, I think that's really positive. Um, am I cautiously optimistic? Yeah, I think I don't think I'd be able to operate if I wasn't. But I also have given up on trying to think about what's going on. I just don't. I wouldn't like to put my name next to any claims or anything like that. But uh, I, I feel like it's going in the right direction. We have spent an awful long time banging the drum and making headway. Tom told us back in 2018. We have a fantastic team that's making great beers. The foundations are there, and we're ready to crack on and walk the walk. And in 2020, with that unbridled passion for beer and live music, it's safe to say they're doing just that. The Brewer's Journal podcast is a production of Reby Media, produced and hosted by Tim Sheehan and Rian Owen, sound engineering by Ross McPherson, series supervision by John Young, and our executive producer is Rory Harris. Special thanks to Tom Bott and Sam McGregor of Signature Brew.